What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The diva of Debbie needs a crown and I've got my crown. There you go. Oh, that's, a, that's a big bottle crown. These are the tales of fantasy football past as you've never heard them. Our guests tell stories blending fantasy football production, on and off field moments, memories of personal fantasy football catastrophe and elation, and yes, alcohol. We do the work, you tell the story. These are the fantasy football stories. I'm Katie Flower. I am the diva of Debbie, and I am going to tell you all about Jamal Charles. And I did not have Jamal Charles on the radar when I was first into fantasy football, but I will say that I've learned a lot about him along the way. And my first introduction to Jamal Charles was in the 2012 season. But even before then, he was an all-star at Texas. How did he get to Texas? When he was young, he wasn't the best reader. And and he was for he was from Port Port shit. I'm looking that up. Where's that at? Port shit. He was from Port. He was from. That must be Louisiana. No, he was from Port. Uh, he was from the same place as Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson grew up there, dude. And so did Janice Joplin. Uh, Port Arthur. Port Arthur, Texas. Okay. He was from Port Arthur, Texas. And. Jimmy Johnson and Janis Joplin were from there, too. He did not realize until he was 10 years old that he had special talents. He was teased because he was slow, and he did not comprehend the same thing that everybody else did. But yet, he was fast, and he didn't even know it until he could he could compete in the Special Olympics. And then he competed in the Special Olympics, and that made him realize, hey, I've got track speed. I can be a track star. And he started to be a track star. And then, hey, this translates to football. And then he started to play football. And... Again, he was being teased because he was slow. He couldn't read. He couldn't write. And these things, like so many people just will judge 
even now, like this was back in the uh, 2000s. It doesn't matter. He overcame that. He did. He overcame that. And he loved football. He played at the University of Texas. He was great. 438 speed. He dominated at the University of Texas. He dominated the sport. He wasn't the biggest dude. Like a lot of people will think, and in the NFL, seriously, to be a three down running back, you got to be at least 215, 220. What I love about Jamal Charles, like he's not an NFL prototypical size. He's 200 pounds. And yet he could still do, he's 438 speed. You, you have a combination of different attributes that will work in the NFL. He had not only track speed, but functional football speed. And you can be a tweener size if you are such an athlete. Like this guy was incredible. But not all, not everybody, like everybody, when they're scouting, they look at guys, they're 200 pounds and they're four or five. That's not the same thing as Jamal Charles, who is four, three, eight. Like, please. So, Katie, why, why is Ronald Jones not Jamal Charles? When you watch Ronald Jones at USC, he could make anything happen when he was blocked. The holes were blocked for him. But he couldn't create on his own. Jamal Charles could create. And Ronald Jones was, get what you can give me. Jamal Charles was, I'll take what I can get. That's the difference. Ronald Jones. The answer we were looking for is hands, but we'll accept your answer as well. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry that I'm putting a. In a freaking, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy is very dry when he's drilling in you with a crazy, you There's know, like one insult. Answer? The, the answer is. That no, there weren't even. I didn't even care about an answer. I was just. Ronald Jones can you run through any right. hole that is created for him, but he cannot create his own. Jamal Charles could create his own. And he was drafted in the second round. 73rd overall, no, third round, 73rd overall to the Kansas City Chiefs behind Larry Johnson, I believe. I mean, he bided his time until he could become the number one, and then he became the number one. And he was a fantasy-relevant dude in his second season. Not just as he wasn't fantasy-relevant in his rookie season, but his second season, he was fantasy relevant. He had Colby Smith with a K. Colby with a K behind him because LJ got dropped. But respect on Colby's name. Respect on Colby's name. That's right. I don't know if he's alive or dead, but he's <laughs> he's dead for fantasy purposes. And he's dead for football purposes. Was he ever NFL alive? Exactly, mm, exactly. That's a good question. He was one of those sleepers that never woke. <laughs> a handcuff. There you go. Um, handcuffs, they got to be a little fuzzy, though. Mm. 
pink. Yeah, well, color preference. Yeah, I, don't, I, I like actually purple. Um, all right. Razorback red is good. Um, all right. No, yeah, I'm that's... drunk. I, I got it. I'm good. I'm I'm okay. fucked up. I'm I'm good. Excellent. All right. It... <laughs> Mike, Mike, just so you know, I would say that whether I was drunk or not drunk. <laughs> I, I lost count. How many drinks are you on? I ha- you're the record four, keeper, Mike. I've had four <laughs> shots since I've been here. I'm on. I just refreshed my drink, and okay, I was on three okay. drinks before I got here, and they were they were seven second, eight second pours. So yeah, I love how I, Mike was. Mike was totally not keeping track of that. Even then, <laughs> after you asked, and he did the old. He did the old. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> like he's doing some sort of calculation. Great. I mean, come on. Uh, I just love the. It's like I'm not counting. My first year of fantasy football, where I actually took notice of Jamal Charles, was in the 2012 season. He had done great years before, but he had an ACL tear in 2011, which was unfortunate. But that made him a value in the 2012 fantasy drafts. It was my first year as a fantasy player. I got to, I was invited as part of a survivor fantasy football pool. Survivor being the reality TV show. And I'm a huge survivor fan. And I had no, I, even as much as I love football at the time in 2012, I did not have any idea about fantasy football. So I read Matthew Berry's Draft Day Manifesto. And it was all about, you got to have a quarterback in the first round because they're so sustainable and everybody thinks that quarterbacks don't do much you got to have a quarterback. So I drafted, I was 111. I drafted Matthew Stafford as my 111 pick. But I learned by trial. It was free. It was a free league. It was no skin off my astrobula. I got Jamal Charles in the second round because he had the ACL the year before. This is 2012 redraft, and I got him in point. It did not daunt me. It made me, it spurred me to want to learn more. How do you be the person that is on the front end of speculating that XYZ player is the next guy to pick up versus being the tail end of you got to pick up this dude? Um, do you remember how far, so you said Jamal Charles was your, uh, he was my only pri- stud. Pri- yeah. Prize possession that year. Do you remember how far you got in the league? I got, I, I was dead last. I was dead last. <laughs> I even tried to trade my best asset, Jamal Charles mid season, but it was too late. And no, I mean, in, in redraft, you can't get like future picks. You can't get the value. Right. And nobody trades anyway. 
I never really loved Jamal Charles. He was on the list of... I love Jamal Charles. Well, ADP, I mean, at that time, he was just a number, a stat, and, you know, he was, you've got to take this guy at this ADP, and, and he was there in my second round pick. And he had come off an ACL injury in 2011, so people didn't take him, take a shot on him. So I didn't, I didn't even think about a rookie running back. It was Jamal Charles or Bust, or Jamal Charles and Bust. Well, yes, and that was what it was. <laughs> That's right. So I, seen, I, I restarted I that Steven same year. Steven Jackson, Matthew Stafford, and. Pierre Garçon and a bunch of other irrelevant players and Jamal Charles could not help that. Well, hopefully you drafted Jamal Charles the next year. No. Mm. In the off season, I participated in over a hundred mock drafts in the off season. And then I got like 10 or 11 redraft teams in 2013. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we often mock Jeremy's drafts, but doing 100 <laughs> mock drafts is pretty amazing. And I like to still do mock drafts, and I like it when people mock my mock drafts. And I like to drink Bach beer when I'm drinking and doing a mock draft. <laughs> and on top of that, I like to look at the clock when do, I'm do doing a mock, a mock draft, drinking a Bach beer. You're a big fan of mock trial. Nice one. Well, I don't know because that's yeah, I like trial by fire. Mm. Survivor. Mocking that's right. That's right, because fire is life. <laughs> and when you're when your torch is extinguished, you're out. All right. Speaking of life, I've got a new story. So my daughter and my wife walked in and said uh, <laughs> they great they, transition that can always work. They, they told me. <laughs> speaking of things. Uh, here's a good uh, one. Dad, you, you just want to change life? the subject, you say that. Well, speaking of life. <laughs> the, the main thing about running backs that we look for, we look for guys that are going to be bell cow backs. They're going to be the guys that can not only carry the football up the middle, but can receive the ball. Or we're looking for home run hitters that can, with track speed and functional football speed, can take the ball to the house. Jamal Charles was that dude. He was that dude that could take the ball to the house. And when it comes to fantasy football and scoring points, you want to have guys... Rather than their floor of eight points per game, they can explode for a 20-point game. They may not do it every game. They may not. Jamal Charles didn't. But for by and large, he did. Well, he did. He, and he, he did especially in that uh, record-breaking week. When was that? 2013. Uh, against Oakland, Oakland where, where, where he kind of put all three of those skill sets together as well and busted out for the uh, 60 points. 
Yeah, that was for sure. So I think this, he had 185 yards. And 185, 195. That's great. 195 yards receiving, and he had 20 rushing yards. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Who needs them? It's your average day at the office, right? I never drafted Jamal Charles after that because he was on the older side and everything else that went with it. But So after not necessarily being you know, maybe an elite dynasty asset going forward. Um, You know, he had the 2012 with you, which was a good year. And then he had that 2013 as the RB one and had that Oakland performance to, to kind of cap it off. Um, He still had another good year there before, you know, he was kind of, you talked about the ACL tear earlier, but then it was kind of, bookended by his other ACL tear there. And then that was kind of it, right? For his career kind of fell apart after that. Yeah, but you never really know until, until, you know, and like Todd Gurley, I love Todd Gurley out of college, even though he had ACL tear in college, he came out, and he was great. But he has slowed down because of the ACL tears. And that does factor into it. Yeah, yeah ACL tears tend to escalate things. Right. Um, but they're not necessarily a death knell. It depends. So much depends. I mean, the first one wasn't a death nail for Jamal Charles, certainly. Right, right. You drafted him coming off of it. It is what it is. I mean, guys will fade quickly. They will fade quickly. The NFL is not for long. And it doesn't matter what position that you're at. It doesn't matter whether you're running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. It doesn't matter. It will happen to you but no you you can't tell 100 percent, and that's what makes it so much fun because we don't know we don't know yeah jamal definitely is one of those situations where you you look at that uh stat list and man he fell off a cliff fast at the end of the career man he when he was on high he was killing it but that last acl tear it was really rough after that. Never came back. Came back, that, really. played. Yeah, came back and played, but came back, but shell of himself, right? Right. Carry the Jaguars for uh, two weeks, right? He carried the ball, I think, but <laughs> maybe once or twice carried the ball. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, so Katie, what's kind of um, what should be our takeaway for Jamal Charles? You know what. How should we remember him as a fantasy asset or as a fantasy player? He was really good. He was really good for a long time.
there you have it. That is the story. And these are the fantasy football stories. Was it 100% accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Stories. Also, see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the Stories Podcast Network at the Stories Pods on Twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly. I've got this cooler full of ice, so I don't have to go get ice. You can't prepare. Get that out of the yard, did you? I've got my Diet Cokes, and I've got my crown. The bathroom is right behind me, so I'm good. I'm ready. Started at 5 o'clock Central I love it. And uh, I started with a 7-second Tito's pour, and then Kyle egged me on to do an 8-second pour. (laughs) So I did it. The second drink was an eight-second drink. Oh, okay. Pour. I was going to say, like, did you add a second or what? did you add another drink? Excellent. No, eight seconds. Yeah, she opted at <laughs> the second drink. And I got my shot glass just in case I need to make Qu- things quickly, look quicker. Quickly, quickly add yeah. to it. That's right. I mean, I have or been revamp drinking, if you're I've feeling. For, uh... I've been drinking for two hours and pacing myself, but I can ex- I can escalate things <laughs> as needed. And I'm a huge Survivor fan. I can match anybody in Survivor trivia. I've met over 100 people that have been on the show, and I've watched every single episode of every single Survivor season, and there's been 40 of them. So So you like it. I do. (laughs) And I applied for it, and I even ate a live spider for it on my audition tape. I ate a live spider. It was... was, I was... Talking to my little league team, we were by the storage shed, and a spider just dropped down right in front of me. And I was like, hey, and somebody was filming this because they were asking me questions to be part of my audition tape. And the spider dropped down. I was like, hey, guys, there's a spider. Should I eat it? And they're like, no, you gross. And I grabbed it out of the air because it was on a little web. And, and I grabbed it, and I put it in my mouth, and I swallowed it. And they're like, oh, it was perfect. It was perfect timing from the spider. And... The kids, the everything, and they never even called me back. So from... I wonder why. Like, this lady is psychotic. I was in my 40s at the time. I was early 40s, and I was more physically fit, and I was in a better place to compete on the show. And I knew that strategically I would kick ass, and I knew that physically I could be in any challenge and mentally escalate things. And I still say escalate, Jeremy. Escalate. Escalate. It's turning into Escalade. Escalade. It's turning into your car. No, it's my my car's a Ford EcoSport. But both of like Escalades and your Ford EcoSport probably have rims that keep spinning when you stop. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I think that's an important attribute of most vehicles to have rims that keep spinning. As a fan of reality TV, were you a big fan of MTV Cribs? No. Mm. That was a good show. No, Jeremy. Mm, that's the wrong. <laughs> was it unfortunately? Show? Unfortunately, we were looking for yes. Well, okay, I can. I'm a Libra. I can adapt to anything you want me to say.
but no. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty much no contest. You've got it, man. (laughs) 